Zoom crash. Yeah, I, it was like the same for me. It was like a, you froze and then I could hear you speak and then it was uh, nothing. I hate technology okay, so much. Oh, me too. Like, I had, like, this, like, really stupid, trite problem with the podcast, uh, like, back in, like, April or something, where it just, like, took, like, seven hours for it to appear on Spotify, and it made me so fucking mad. It makes me lose my mind. I'm it's, Oh, my uh, God. It turns me to a school shooter. Yes! We should have been born 200 years earlier, at least. I know. And then I could have just, like, slashed... Oh, well, there wouldn't have been a computer to have problems with. But if there had been, then I could have just slashed people up with a sword and it would have been fine. Ugh. I keep having violent images, like, when I'm going to the gym and I see, like, skinny, like, couples, like, working out. I'm like, I want to shoot you. It's the first time I have in my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like... I want to. Sh- I I want to do like. Uh, who is that guy who was in California who had the? Um, Elliot Roger. The soror- yeah, I want to do Elliot Roger on, on the fit spoke couple. You should wait. That would be such a set. Okay, but imagine me walking into the gym like in like platform heels, mach- like fully automatic machine gun. <laughs> I I need that. That's like I need that as like I a need movie. It. Or, I don't know. Have you ever thought about acting? I have thought about acting. But who's going to cast me? <laughs> I would. Okay, see, this is what I'm talking about. Once I have, like, my I'm so popular, like, fascist trust fund money. Like, yes, as as, Peter like, Thiel money. One of these, yes, exactly. When I can get one of those, I'm going to fund the most esoteric film projects. And first on the list is... Zach Lee Chi Chi as Elliot Rogers in Jim Massacre 2. <laughs> please, please. Oh my god. Someone, one of these faggots needs to fund. I'm so popular. Seriously, like, where are the chasers when I actually need them? Like, if they only the appear... They only appear on Tinder to, like, be like, can you fuck me? I'm like, this is not the point of this. <laughs> Give me your money. Literally. Okay, let's jump in. I'm probably going to include that. Okay, who <laughs> Okay, we'll start it from the top. So, three, two, one. I'm so popular. Uh, audio fucked up, but we're back. And we back. they were talking about Richard Wagner's Tristan und the Soul Day with a fabulous special guest. So excited. Who are you? Hi, Chi Chi. I'm Pariah the Doll. Hi, Pariah. What are you doing? Um, oh my gosh, I hate repeating myself because now I'm going to sound Sorry. so like autistic and retarded, but I just got back from church class. Um, I don't know if that's what what are you doing even means, but that's what I was doing today. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about does God exist, which does is kind he? of giving. I think so. Nietzsche disagrees, right? Yeah, he does. Well, we'll get into that. I, it's always very cute to me that everyone's like, uh, well, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, why do you follow me, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I follow you because you're... An interesting, unique, developed genius who True. <laughs> is a drag queen, is a drag queen in Tokyo, which is like, I mean, just the fact that you like got up and moved to Tokyo, 
Like, as, like, what, a teenager? Like, that's such a send. <laughs> Thank like, you. Like, I think it's just... I, um... I, I I have fondness for our little internet friendship. I have a lot of camaraderie with you. <laughs> because um, I, I remember choosing to follow you back. It was like, you replied to one of my tweets, like, so true or something. And I was like, this account looks interesting. I'm like, I am going to choose to support this <laughs> account with 60 followers today. <laughs> I wish I still had 60 followers. It's, I I don't know how you do it, actually. Like, the I fame aspect. Like I, if, the fame aspect, it drives me crazy. Girl, like, if I were on LolCow and, like, I don't know, if that was calling me a tranny, I, like, I don't know, I don't know how you handle it. Like, I could never, like, I don't know. Like, even Britney Spears' level of fame, like, it's, a fame is, like, I could be famous in, like, the 1940s, I think. Yeah. No, I would love that. I mean, I do want to be famous now. I have, like, a... <laughs> I have, like, the Mulholland Drive, like, instinct to be famous. Like, something in, inside of me is, like, telling me to, like, make that contract with Satan and sell my soul to, like, uh, for the attention. Like, I feel like it is my calling. Um, I don't know why. And so I guess the way I handle it is that I have, like, a sick little appreciation for when people are being evil about me on the internet. You like it? You're, like... I, just a little. Interesting. I feel like the... Well, like my... I mostly like that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Like, the tiny, 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 tiny run-ins with fame that I've had, which um, only involves chasers calling out from their cars to me when they recognize me from Grindr, saying, hi. <laughs> like, they'll say my, literally say my name. And it, like, freaks me out. Um, and that's, like, obviously, like, that's not being famous. That's, but, like, no, that's... That's being very famous. <laughs> that's, extremely, that's extremely famous. It's, like, I don't like it, you know? It's, like... I don't like what it, and I'm not happy about it, but I do like that after people are, like, cruel to me on the internet or, like, are posting uh, pictures of me, like, from my Twitter page, mm-hmm. like, from three years ago or something, then I get to have, like, a dramatic moment in my day-to-day life about it and, like, oh, like, screw it be like, oh, I was posted about on the internet again. <laughs> a, a dramatic moment. You lean into but it. But, no, I really... I love our little internet friendship as well because um you are my sister in spaces. I think Twitter spaces is like the most delightful in- invention in the last 10 years. Yes. And, uh, yeah, like I just find them so much fun and we like to go in them and cause little We cause so much problems. Drama. We love to cause problems. <laughs> Going way too far with the girls. Oh, yeah, because, you know, they don't know the bit. Like, I, I don't feel like it's trolling because I'm, like, being authentic all the time, but it's, like, I know how to be authentic in just the most obnoxious way possible. It's so <laughs> gross. It's so funny. I'm yeah, My favorite was that one, was, like, the one from, like, what, last week? When it was, like, that, that BAP one, basically. It's, like, a bunch of, like, men in very yes. serious conversation about their self-improvement. Yo, the Mishima Tourette's guy. Yes. Even though, like, they brought up said, Mishima. I yes, but they brought, they brought up Mishima. So you were like... Oh. I know, they, they, they brought him Literally. up. Literally. Like, oh, like, oh, like, how are we going to survive this decadent society? I'm like, well, I just, like, lean in. Like, yeah. Lean in. Like, <laughs> it's fun. And they're like, Charles oh, Sandberg. but... What about Mishima? I'm like, the most decadent little faggot. Literally. Who, like, is getting, like, pussy pounded by white men in San Francisco. It's like, is that your macho icon, babe? Like, is this... Really, it all Girl, checks out, oh though. Oh, my God, it froze. Tell me. Oh, my gosh. No. <gasps> Are you still here? Oh, no. 
Girl, tell me it did. Oh no, it's so. Not again. Oh, wait, I can kind of hear you. Leave the. Oh my god. Chi Chi, oh, what happened? Oh, wait, you're here. You're here. What happened? Is the recording alive? Yeah, no, it's fine. It still says it's recording. Oh my god, so you they heard about Mishima getting pussy pounded. Yeah, no, they got everything. That's not lost. <laughs> no, it's all oh good. I think I think was, we're we're safe. If that were lost, I'd have to like kill myself. I couldn't bear to say it again. <laughs> no. It, oh my god. And it wouldn't be as funny the second time. No. Well, okay. So I, we have our Twitter camaraderie. We ruined these uh, men who, by the way, you have the most fascinating visual presence. Like, I'm obsessed with your Instagram. I love uh, seeing, like, all the little things you're doing all the time. <laughs> and I think you have, like, such a, a glamorous, like, mysterious element. And I understand why all the chasers are horny. That means so much, babe. Oh, my God. Aw, oh, thank you. <laughs> but this is um a, a developing thread on I'm So Popular, which is, like, my Tyra Banks search for America's first base trans girl. <laughs> <laughs> and like who's gonna be like who's gonna be the one who's gonna be it on needs top to and be it's not Blair White no no I mean she's a little love slow her. I love her she's a little slow yeah she she's um I, I feel like she's a little sensitive <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit like of like a like a meme like a caricature of herself yeah yeah the for same sure. routine over and over again like oh my god she's on the feedback loop yes <laughs> And it's like, okay, girl, get the YouTube coin. Like, I know she's making bank off of the, like, thousandth video about, like, transgenders and, like, cringe compilations. But it's like, what are you really saying? Yeah, like, let's, let's make something artful with it. And I, I don't think she's going to be the one. So, sorry, she's eliminated from <laughs> Lingley Chi Chi's as Tyra Banks. <laughs> like, America's first girl. base trans girl. I was thinking it could be ContraPoints. I th I think it could happen. She seems to be getting a little bit more red. Yes, each, yes. Each your prediction was right. You said that like months ago. Yes, and that that video she did about like Nietzsche and stuff was like directly like kind of like anti-communist as well, which I found like really delightful. I'm like, oh, she's coming around. Here she comes. And her recent tweets. Have you seen them? Yeah, she's going. She's going. She's going in. She's going. <laughs> so she's still in the running. Um, Gia Gun. Yes, the COVID <laughs> truth or Gia Gun. Yeah, COVID truth or Gia Gun is absolutely an option. And then right up there in the top three is Pariah. <laughs> Girl, maybe. Here we go. This is this is it. And I think the reason that you have the star power element when I'm going to make you compete in my sick death game is um, you're an opera singer. I am. Technically. Yeah. Like literally. Not literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. About, okay. So I have always had like a fascination with opera because my Nazi grandfather, um, that it was the only thing he cared about. Like, he besides, only... not, besides National Socialism. That's right. I mean, he did care about that when he was like seventeen in the Hitler Youth or whatever. That's but like, so um, <laughs> he was a literal Hitler Youth. Oh, he was a, <laughs> he was a Hitler Youth for real. I'm and in then love he like, with turned that. into like he turned into like a really surly old like American journalist and like worked in like a 
Palm Springs with a Jewish wife for the rest of his life. So, yeah. But he, like, the things he cared about was, like, soccer, um, drinking, and opera. Like, probably, like, in that order. So, um, he felt that, like, whenever I was around him that I was, like, a little, like, technology-consumed, like, freaky baby and was always trying to, like, uh art pill me into opera or whatever um so the only gift he ever got me was a 20 dollar itunes gift card and he said i could only buy wagner with it that is so special did you buy tristan and tisolda i I did i bought i bought exactly that so that was my journey with it and i've since then always mm -hmm. so since then i've always like loved opera and i've had like appreciation for it but i want to know your journey how did you get here so Okay, my first musical experiences were, like, as a boy soprano in the church choir, <gasps> which I was... Castrati! No, literally. Yeah, castrati. Well, that's the plural. Castrato is, oh. like, the singular masculine. <laughs> castrato would be the singular feminine. Um, Got it. Uh, but, so, yeah, I was the only boy in the church choir. And it was just given. Like, I was so obsessed with it. The organist was this probably homosexual dude who like was just like kind of a genius and my mom later told me that he wanted to give me voice lessons um and she was like no you're gonna rape my kid like (laughs) because this was like during the time when like all of that like pedophilia scandal so maybe she was right frankly like actually um so then i was like a choir girl in middle school but i started playing the bassoon in seventh grade (laughs) and um i sort of stuck with that for a longer time because it was like i don't know like in middle school like i would kind of like get bullied for having a high voice and people would be like oh like why are you singing soprano still or like you know stuff like that um and so for me choir became like less fun because I didn't feel like appreciated or like welcome because my voice was like Mm -hmm. different from all the other boys um and so I stuck with bassoon for a long time and for I thought that I was going to be an orchestral bassoonist I don't know if you even I don't know if I told you that um but like that was like very seriously like what I was doing for a long time and I went to a conservatory in New York City as a bassoon major, where I spent two years, you didn't know this. <laughs> no, I had no idea. Um, and I like dropped out of high school after three semesters, and then got my GED, auditioned for colleges late, um, and like I because I didn't have like any like academic credentials, I applied to like basically just conservatory, and. I got into one with a full tuition scholarship, so I went mm-hmm. there, um, and that was fine, but, like, my teacher was, I had, like, a really, like, psychotically close relationship with my bassoon teacher. Oh, my God. Um, it was very much giving Nietzsche and Wagner, actually. Wow. I'll say that. Um, I will say that. And it was super intense. Like, we would, like... I talked to him every single day and I was like, I, it was a very, very serious, rigorous training where I had to make like six reads a week 
Like bassoon reeds. Like you have to fucking yeah. make them. You have to be a carpenter if you're a bassoonist. <laughs> Literally, you make your own fucking reeds out of like cane. <laughs> what the fuck? Liter- like pieces of literal cane. Like sugar cane? It's, it's called a rondo donax in latin it's similar to bamboo or like grass it's it's like literally like unbelievable and psychotic and demonic that like people do this and i would spend like fucking like 12 hours a week making reeds like shedding the cane and i was like i did this because i wanted to be a musician yeah. not a carpenter carpenters are giving i love carpenters tradies hit me up well i'm celibate now so you can't hit me up but like tradies like <laughs> men who work with their hands so fierce so sexy amazing so, so hot but that it's not it's not for women no it's not no it's no. not it's... okay so <laughs> you're making all of these bassoon reeds out of cane like just with your little hands my little feminist <laughs> delicate hands cutting them up with my like reed knives and just all like, for your a dream to be a musician time. Yes, living in Manhattan, never going anywhere because I spent all my time in the basement. I didn't, I literally didn't go anywhere my entire first year in Manhattan. Um, I didn't go to Brooklyn at all. Great. Except for this one performance of my music in Brooklyn. That was the first time I fucking went to Brooklyn for a gig. (laughs) For a gig. (laughs) For a gig to get my, to get my music played. Um, because I was also taking composition lessons. Um, but eventually I was like, I can't fucking do this and my relationship with my teacher blew up just like Nietzsche's and Wagner's um maybe a little bit no probably exactly the same I'll say that exactly the probably same, yeah. exactly the same and I have just had like this mental break and I was like well what the fuck am I gonna do because like what there are like 10 full-time principal bassoon orchestra jobs in the country yeah there are hundreds of people graduating each year as like a bassoonist um i hate fucking making reads like what am i gonna do in music because i don't (laughs) want to do this it can't be this yeah um and so my second year oh wait i should bleep that out bleep that out i said the school um i literally there was this it's a school in new york Oh my! It froze yeah. a little bit. If it if it crashes, is the recording fine? Yeah, it should be fine. It'll it's it's it'll save fine after it ends, even if it crashes. So it should be fine. Okay, first. Um. So basically, I there was a new opera director at the school, and I emailed her at the beginning of my second year, and I was like, "Wouldn't it be crazy if I sang in the chorus of the opera? Like, I don't. I must have been having a manic episode at the time because I was like." <laughs> No one does that. Like, you can't, like, it's, you can't just do that. But I think she admired the ballsiness of the move. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah come to the first rehearsal. And so it was, wow. it was Eugene Onegin. I had wow. had no formal vocal training, really. Um, I hadn't sung in years. But I was like, I don't know what possessed me. But I was like, I have to do it. It's giving. Yeah. I just, like... I just wanted to do it. And if you're a singer, you, like, don't fucking, like, you just, you are a musician. Mm -hmm. You're a performer. You're not a carpenter or a technician. Okay, Um, so you you got this this lead in the chorus, and then from there... (laughs) Girl, not lead. I I did have a little dance solo, girl. I'll say that. A dance solo? (laughs) What is this? (laughs) (laughs) Because I, because the director, like, didn't, 
like he was just like oh okay this is this chorus girl she's probably like an undergrad like voice major um okay they so i just literally joined the fucking chorus of eugene onyekin in russian by tchaikovsky um and it was like the greatest musical experience of my life up until that point and i said i just like like i can't fucking sing but i need to actually do this this is like so fun and even if i don't i had this um meeting with a during the rehearsals for the opera i had this meeting with this sort of famous opera singer and i sang for her and she told me that she thought that i had the potential to do it for a career and so i said oh. okay then i'm just gonna lean into it like i'm just if yeah. if this if this bitch this like famous girl who like if i said her name like people would know her name if she said and she didn't say i was like oh you're so good like no she was just like you have the potential you're vocally at zero yeah. like you don't know anything but you have the potential so i was like well right. let me lean into it then and like go for it no matter like whatever happens and so now here we are now here we are girl. That is so incredible. I love it. Like, I I feel like the classical music world is, um, it's like two kinds of people for the most part. It's like insane immigrants or like children of immigrants, yes. like literally like sadomasochistic, like nightmare people who are like work to the bone and like breaking apart from stress at all times as they kind of do like soulless impressions of the music. And then there's like people who have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes dream yes like i used to date um not date i don't know even know why i chose that word i used to give blowjobs to this this brazilian guy (laughs) who like was like a very serious piano phd student at my university like so serious like and i um saw him perform i saw him do um Oh, I wish I remembered what the composer was. A oh, Russian. Oh, Russian. Yeah, Not and he did like. No. Okay. It's, it's, oh, Prokofiev. Is that how you say it? Prokofiev. Prokofiev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did a, a Prokofiev. <laughs> like a. Um, <laughs> I can't fucking do Skipping. The Russian diction. We're, also, we're about to say so many German words that I also can't <laughs> But, like, he he was so hot. Like, he was beautiful. But he was, like, the most, like, intense person I've ever hooked up with my entire life. And was, like, like a slave to his piano. And, like, it just was this fascinating person. So I've always been very, like, allured by, like, the world of, like, classical music performance. Totally. It's, it's yeah. a very odd, very weird, chaotic... I don't even, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a bizarre, sexual, perverted, um, corrupt, but also, like, uh-huh. so beautiful. Well, because, like, everyone, I feel like everyone I've ever met who's, like, serious about classical music, with the exception of you, is, like, a deep pervert. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because oh, you've you at least filtered your pervert. I think you've filtered your pervert out through the rites of God and Catholicism. Yes, no, my perversion has been directed elsewhere. Hopefully towards the yeah. music. Exactly. And I think that's kind of, like, why so many people in the scene, like, are, like, such, like, crazy like, sex freaks. Yes. It's because, like, the level of, like, intensity 
and scrutiny on yourself and discipline to like make it in classical music performance is the same kind of thing that make people's like sexual drives really terrifying. Yes. That's see, this is why I'm so happy to talk to you about this because you're like in a way on the outside looking in, but you also mm-hmm. have like a much truer perception of music. Like I wouldn't want to do a podcast on Tristan and Tizolda or on music with someone who's like also a musician. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I, I so I feel you and like that's why I I really like the format of my show and like talking to people who like aren't like like serious like film people or like you know that kind of stuff because it's like who cares yeah. like if you want to know what they have to say they won't stop saying it like wherever so go listen yes. to them but like yeah here's like I on my show I think people can like open their hearts to stuff hopefully and like be um emotionally vulnerable with the material yeah you're like reviving this old school connoisseurship that you know friendly boys that like that viral video was like all aids yeah. killed all the faggots who knew about suzanne farrell when she moved a finger <laughs> in her little ballet and her little ballet, little ballet boots, boots the house <laughs> oh my god friendly boys did you see the picture of her with dasha Yes, I did. I lost Can my you mind. believe? I lost my oh, mind. I also, Dasha looked so fucking so sexy. Hot. So sexy. Oh my so god, she sexy. almost made me heterosexual. I know. She's For a so minute hot. there, I was like, "Oh my god!" She's I was like, "So hot." I know. I can't believe people have any criticism about her appearance at all when she is literally like angelic and like Perfect. a shimmering, beautiful figure in the world. I I find her so fascinating to look at. Beats, I'm. In love with her. I'm obsessed with her. I, like, need her to be... She's... Her fucking film was, like, the best 21st century. Totally original. Totally different. She's... I'm obsessed with her. I just can't believe people don't get that movie as well. Like, hearing people like, oh, it's, like, amateur. It's... The movie is literally, like, a a contemporary Jalo. Like, it's the first time in, like, since, like, the 90s that anyone has been able to make, like, a really freaky, obsessive, like... Jala movie about one of their like weird perversions and hangups. It's so yes. satisfying to see it happening. Like I just saw Dune tonight, like all three hours of it, and there's not one moment of perversion or like narcissism or self obsession. It was just like flatness for three hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas scary, oh my god, that movie scary. is just jagged edges of perversion. It's A amazing. Genius. I know. So genius. <laughs> oh my god, I've never seen anyone synthesize and assimilate. The things that are happening right now, Every, like everyone else is looking back nostalgically. Mm-hmm. Even Wagner fucking was girl with his little thirteenth century story. She Dasha was like, "Let me do now. Let me do now." No, but I just um, you know, this kind of uh, idea about people being you know serious and. and earnest about like their hangups and their art and like you know using that to say something unique is a. Uh, exactly why i think so much classical music can be so boring is because people are so obsessed with like the form and doing it in the you know piano teacher like rigorous like style kind of way um and this is also why i find you fascinating is because i just think like your whole image like really makes you like an opera star in the making (laughs) thank you so much my goal is to be the next great castrato well i feel like are there opera stars at all in in like the contemporary sense anymore this is something i have no idea about they can't sing that's the issue you need look up mr opera it was previous it was called this is Opera. it's a youtube channel this is opera then it was called mr opera i just reversed that but it doesn't matter then it was deleted due to a sex scandal classic 
But then someone oh. revived it. They saved all the videos. They reposted it. It's basically a YouTube channel dedicated to the lost art of bel canto, classical operatic singing. Which is, mm -hmm. if you listen to these people, even the 1983 Bayreuth um, recording you sent me, it's yeah. like not great singing compared to like older yeah. singing. Um, and they go into all the reasons why. And a lot of people disagree with me. Um, like when I bring this up, they're like, oh, like people have always said that, which is true. People have literally like throughout the history of opera, people have always said like, no one can sing anymore. But maybe they were right. Maybe they really were right because <laughs> no one can sing anymore. If you look at the map right now and you see Tran and the Tread Pro and mm -hmm. at all, it's just like these aspirated voices that like don't project. They're like constricted. The vowels are not clear. And that's why people don't like opera. That's actually like, that's really mm -hmm. why, because they are... You can't understand. You can't understand what they're saying. They're not clear. There is an inherent beauty that is so outrageous and otherworldly in a purely mm -hmm. fabulously produced voice that no one could not see. You don't. You yeah. don't have to be a genius to to see it or understand it. People. It's not that people are like dumber now and like can't understand opera. It's that the opera singers are not as good. Mm -hmm. well, it also seems to me like the the general direction like even w considering like people being worse at singing it's just like the i mean opera was kind of like populist in a way yes. when it was like first yeah like it was like kind of like a trashy thing in, in a lot of points of in, of its history but like now it's like all restricted to just like the metropolitan opera doing like minimalist stagings of everything and oh look it's like this we're going to put everyone in suits and it's a commentary about Trump when we do Macbeth now. Yes! And it's like, oh my God, look, the, look at this red box on this stage. What does it mean? And, and you can pay $40 and go see it at AMC. Like you can pay $40 yes. and go see it at AMC. But they have to do the gimmick because the art is not there. That's why they have the exactly. gimmicks. I love a gimmick. I love some drag. <laughs> in the first opera I did, girl, we said it in like the 90s. And it was like, oh, yeah. I vogued in it. Because <laughs> oh, I hit the vogue because the director saw me voguing during rehearsal and he was a faggot. So he was like, well, we need to put that in. He's like, okay, we need to vogue in the opera. <laughs> we need to vogue the house down boots, mama. And so literally, like, that's, I think that's hilarious and funny. If the art wow. is there. If the artist there, yeah, and it no. usually is. If the art is there, yeah. And it usually is. Because, I mean, everyone loves a stunt. Like, yeah. I'm a fucking drag queen. That's all I can Literally. do to make a show happen is stunts. <laughs> like, I can't dance. I have to do stunts. But it's, it's <laughs> like, it's what you have to do if you, like, don't have, like, an art behind you. Like, for real. <laughs> the, the gimmicks and the gas. Literally. No, literally. Literally. <laughs> But opera is, like, such a... Ma like, ever since my opa, like, made me, like, listen to Wagner, like, I've, there's something, like, really special and, like, haunted and, like, kind of almost gross about yes. it. Because it's so conceited, right? Like, we're, we're going to do, like, the most singing. Like, in theory, these are supposed to be people performing at, like, the maximum of their auditory range and like full maximalist force yes. with an entire orchestra behind them that requires the most complicated conduction uh and these enormous ancient narratives it's like so so much maximalism and insane like belief in the self to like make yes. an opera production happen that i just nothing else exists quite like it 
No, it's an insane form of drag. That's so true. Yes, one time I said, I one time I said, opera is one of the highest forms of drag, and someone was like, "That's no, no." Like they were like, they're like offended, like on drag's part, and I was like, "No, that's a compliment to drag and to opera." I yes, think. exactly. Because there's something like schmaltzy about opera, and I think it's always been there. Yes, one hundred percent. They literally castrated little boys to to put on a fierce little show. <laughs> 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 what is more camp? What's more camp? Oh my god, it's it's like the cabal of evil faggots severing <laughs> little boys' dicks and saying, dance for me. Like, dance, I... faggots! <laughs> but it's, it's really beautiful, and like, despite all like the schmaltz and like, you know, kind of diabolical, like, garbage of that is opera, it's like, it, it, it can move your heart, for real. 100%, absolutely. You get We're it. We're talking about Tristan and his whole day today, but what we what are. other opera have you always like really loved? Interesting question. Not I have not been that much of a Wagnerite, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think partly that's just because Wagner is so complex, like yeah, like almost unperformable. That. Um, it's not something students are exposed to very much. I find that people who mm. know the most and like think the most and have the most to say about Wagner are like not musicians. Um, because yeah. everyone just, you spend years singing Italian art songs, Mozart, like you start small and you stay there for like a decade if you're training mm-hmm. as a musician. So most people don't even get to Wagner unless they're doing it on their own and they're like, oh, Wagner, like, let me listen to that. Um, but the yeah. operas that I like, I love all the Italian castrati roles, um, uh-huh. like Orfeo. Um, they just fit my voice super well. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I, I can't why. explain it. I can't explain <laughs> it. Um, I fucking love Ravel's um, L'Enfant. Oh, yeah. oh, amazing. It's so good. And it's like not done very well. It's. Usually when people talk about opera or like, they're like, oh, you're an opera singer. Do you like Madame Butterfly or like, like Puccini uh-huh. or Wagner? And I'm like, I, j- I don't try to be obscure and like different. It just like, Ravel's, it just natural to it's me. Just nat- <laughs> it just comes naturally because I'm just a different kind, sort of girl. <laughs> the Ravel opera, fucking giving. Um, so sickening. Stravinsky, The Rake's Progress. Mm-hmm. Insane. I think that was the first opera I ever saw. Wow. Um, and the director of that, guess what? The director of that, the first opera I ever Sex saw. Sex Crimes? Directed me in the first opera I ever did. Oh, no, that's beautiful. I thought, I was thinking of <laughs> No, Sex no Crimes. Sex but... Crimes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Honestly, I mean, knowing opera, probably. Um, Wait, is this the same guy who uh, had you voguing in yes! the number? Yes, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Love him. Oh, Love that's him. amazing. Obsessed with him. Beautiful. Genius. No, I am. Um, I, uh, what do you think about Philip Glass? I love him. I have to I say it. Everyone hates, everyone hates me for saying that. My, my good, my good gay oboist friend who's like, not an opera singer, but probably knows way more about opera than I do. Um, mm-hmm. because he has that gay autism that like, he's not yeah. involved in it, but he's per- perceiving it. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yes, he's perceiving, yes. <laughs> he's perceiving and thinking. Um, <laughs> wait, what was I even saying? Oh, Philip Glass. He um, hates Philip Glass. Yeah. I think Philip Glass is a total genius. 
I think he yeah, really think understands too. music and harmony. He studied with Nadia Boulanger. He did something totally new and interesting. I would love to sing a glass opera. Oh Fucking my god, to. me too. I can't sing at all, but I would love. You should, I, no, I would you should, love. You should direct. That's a great. I would really love to direct a production of you Einstein. You could. You can you? This, please, oh, fucking love Einstein on the beach. I remember when Hari Neff tweeted about that years ago. Oh my god! Of course she would. You I need would, to cast her and I me need, in it. Yeah, I need Hari Neff's take. I'm gonna do an all like all tranty like <laughs> <laughs> like production of Einstein on the beach. That is genius. Oh my god, that would be so genius. genius. If you would fucking. See, this is why I need my fascist art fund. You need to book fucking Contrapoint's Gia Gun, Blair White. Oh my god. Harry Neff, Pariah the Doll, aka Zalame. I'll say my name. <laughs> and I said on the fucking beach. Yes, Trandy on the beach. Chichi, please, please. You need to. Peter Thiel, I know you're listening. Front stage perfect, I know you're listening. Oh, we know. We, we know, girl. Oh, he's definitely tuning into this one. Two people with gender problems. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> talking about Wagner, girl. Oh yeah, Wagner. You want to talk about Wagner? You want to talk Bronze about Wagner? Come on, boots. <laughs> you want to talk about Wagner? Let's talk about Wagner. <laughs>
uh, Tristan Andesolde is um, from 1850. Oh, it was finished in 1859. I think it was oh, first performed notes. in Munchen in uh, 1865. And this is uh, one of the most uh, probably well-known operas ever yeah. created. And uh, Wagner has always uh, viewed it as not so much an opera, but as a dramatic gesture. And it follows uh, ancient narrative, recreating it. The story of a uh, Irish, right? She's Irish. She's Irish, just like me. Yeah, Irish princess who uh, has a lot of uh, conflicting feelings about a man. She decides that she'd like to die with him because she is uh, concerned that she may be in love with this person who's betraying her and is selling her off to be a <laughs> to be a whore princess in some <laughs> other place <laughs> um and they try to die together they um end up taking a love potion and only fall deeper into love and uh, of course it ends in tragedy and the whole production is this extremely moving four-hour piece of heart squeezing with the most sublime music that really makes you feel alive and dead at the same time it's truly magical magical can i say yeah, I watched it. yeah. it's a lot like atlas shrugged Oh my god, it is. In that, like, he'll take forever to say something, but when he fucking gets there, it's like an orgasm. Not that I've ever had one, but like what I assume. (laughs) (laughs) What I imagine. What I imagine. The the opera is totally structured like sex. Like, the music is like, because the whole experience of it is like coitus literally. It starts off really slowly, (laughs) then fucks you for two and a half hours before it <laughs> orgasms and dies. It dies, yeah. Yeah, and one of the, like, big musical things I noticed about this is it, like, it feels like the music never... It's introduced, like, in the prelude, which everyone knows, uh, f- mostly from you driving around in a car, <laughs> listening to it in the LA... It's like, in the, in the East Coast streets. <laughs> in a convertible like with a yes. man's driving me. It was three. Uh, that and like <laughs> melancholia, of course, which uh, uh, Lars von Trier like uses this to the max uh, in melancholia. I didn't even know that. Nonstop. Oh yeah, it's like the only piece of music basically in the whole film is just the prelude, and he plays it over and over again as the world is ending. Oh, I'm. Oh my god, I'm learning so much. Gigi. With Kristen Dunst in a wedding dress, girl, get into it. I'm, oh my god. Okay, I will. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> so that's how I was, uh, um, you know, kind of like reintroduced to it after having been exposed as a, a baby. And, you know, yeah. being like 12 uh, and listening to my opa's music, it didn't like really sit with me. But when I went to college and saw Melancholia and like started like thinking about it again, it really struck me as uh, this just perfect distillation of like how intense it is to... Uh, to love and to expose your heart to someone else. Yeah. Have you ever felt that? Huh. Yes, I have. But it's, uh, the love that's in this is, like, really destructive, right? Like, it's not, yeah. it's not good. It's evil. And demonic so, and, like... Yeah. In the Black Forest. That's giving. It is Maybe giving. Like the forest meeting in the forest like there's no something really know. sinister no the whole time like no one can know because uh after she does get married uh she 
the second act of, of this is nuts because it's literally just them in the forest like holding each other for like I swear to God an hour and a half literally, screaming about like like, their emotions to each other. It's insane. It felt like a year. It's it's so I feel like it's so hard to get Wagner right because it just there's it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it doesn't stop, mm-hmm. and you really have to like be a brilliant artist to carry that the whole time, and I think that's to hold the audience's attention, mm-hmm. I think it's like almost impossible. Like to be honest, did you did you zone out at all ever? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Oh totally. Anyone who like says to you like, oh, I was like lasered in and focused for Tristan and the Soleil to its completion is lying to you. Okay, I feel so much better. No, for sure. Like, but uh, something I do like is I do appreciate like being like thoroughly like dulled and like uh beaten across the head by something yes. that you're like bored with it like and there's something special yes there's something special about like the feeling of uh submitting so fully to someone's yes. artistic vision that like you can't do anything but just like be locked in stasis and be like oh my god <laughs> yes no exact that's a really brilliant point like, you're like you're a passive receptacle for their vision and you you can't exactly. leave that's all that's why i wish i really want to see it live in person because i feel like that's just mm-hmm. totally different like i feel like it's almost i tweeted this it's like anti-wagnerian and anti-nutrient to like watch Tristan and Isolde online if you know what you yeah it feels wrong yeah and like the i would also love to see it in any like capacity in person because i just can't imagine like the physical effect of this like sitting in the same way that it would if yeah. you're in a theater. Yes. Yeah. Imagine being. Did you see the 1967 Osaka recording with Nielsen? No. It's this black. It's. Oh my god. Her voice is like. I just like. Some singers are so good that like I can't even think about the words or the plot. I just like am like. Like the beauty is just like. Oh my god. Like I lose. Yeah. Any idea That's of like sure. where I am. I, I want that effect so bad. Like, and there's, it, I had headphones in when I watched and like really like sit down and was like paying attention for like this viewing. Um, and like, I, the, the time it hits me the most is like in that extremely long section of like them in the fucking forest. And the idea of it is like, they are creating like their reality. It's like, the universe of the night is like the one like constructed of like their desires and like their longing for each other. And it's all about how like they can make it go on for longer and like how they can like push it and force their reality into the day, which mm-hmm. is like the same thing that Wagner is doing with like the opera. He's like forcing you to sit down for four hours and like eat up every one of his like <laughs> really insane, like esoteric, like, philosophizing about what he thinks of reality and subjectivity and he's just doing it for so long he's just like trying to like push it until it becomes real in the audience totally yeah nothing else is quite like it no no one does it like Wagner that's for sure no so you read a little bit of uh, Nietzsche as well oh my god I have my little yeah I have my little bibliography the Nietzsche untimely meditations Amazing. Um, he has, like, this entire article about, like, his sexual obsession with Wagner. Not sexual, but, like, have you, did you, have you read that? No, I didn't. I tried to order the book, but I sent it to my old address. 
Oh my god, I, didn't get I ordered I ordered the vocal score to Tristan and Isolde and I think someone fucking stole it because it never came. So I have the I have the <laughs> a copy from my library um at school. Oh. But it's like it's not the same. Like I want to own it. But there's right. I just feel like I I feel so deeply wronged by like whoever took it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I like can't bring myself <laughs> to order another um, I I put together like a huge bibliography, none of which I can like really explain well to you, because I'm like a little bit retarded. Um, that's, be, that's exactly what we need. I'll be real with you. <laughs> a little bit. I'll be real with you. I'm a little bit retarded. Um, no, I mean that's that's the point of the show too. But so I think tell uh, retards talk about complex subjects. about things that are impossible to talk about. <laughs> so you might as well have a retard talk about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what Bap does. He gets the most retarded person possible and then talks about the things that no one wants to hear about. And we're doing the same thing. But... I do love Bap. Yeah. I, I know, I respect him completely. I'm, like, like deeply, like, attracted to him. Are you jealous that he called me a tranty first? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm insanely jealous, girl. Are you jealous that he I followed really, me? Uh... Let it be known. Let it on record. This is recording. Bap followed me on Twitter before his account was deleted. Oh, more Again. proof to that theory. <laughs> what theory? I'm right about him. That he's a fag. He's a chaser. He he's not a fag, he's a chaser. Oh, totally different. He must be. Why would he follow me? My tweets are horrible, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no reason he would follow me except for being a chaser. I'll say it. Yeah, for real. No, I I said this, like, on my uh, on my bath episode. Like, I really, I, I really think. But no, I, uh, in terms of, like, Nietzsche and uh, Wagner, like, I read, um, oh, which one was it? It was a Twilight of the Gods in the, the Antichrist, um, where he kind of, like, uh, frames Wagner as, like, the ultimate, like, German, like, artist. Because uh, this was, like, earlier when he, yeah. like, still, like, they still had, like, his, his faggy appreciation for him. Oh, my God, you froze. But I feel like... Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you said when Wagner was still... Yeah. Um, well, maybe I'll unfreeze. I can still see you. Anyway. Oh. Okay, now we're really... Fro- are, you, are we back? Yes, we're back. Sometimes I, like... Uh, okay. I turn off... If I turn off the video, it oh. gives Zoom a chance to, like, reset. <laughs> it gives Zoom a chance to breathe. To uh, breathe. <laughs> But no, I, I think uh, I think like Nietzsche is so right about like Wagner being like the ultimate like artist in that sense, like committing yourself like so fully to this like unwavering like piece of art that he it took him like years and years to make. Um, and two conductors have died, like performing Tristan and Isolde, like not from like emotion, but from it being so that. physically taxing that they had heart attacks and died. Yes. And he's two. like just able. That's insane. That's like absolutely. But like the way that he's able, like every classical music training and education today is so segmented that it's like when people, like if you play an instrument and compose, people are like, oh, you do like so much. You do like multiple things. And it's like, no, that's like the, that's what artists do. That's like how it should be. And Wagner mm-hmm. wrote the libretti and he, he conducted, he, like he just did everything. He really was like a, an all around artist in the way that, I think that just gives you like a better perspective on music than if you spend 12 years playing your little violin in your practice room. You like that's your entire perspective is the violin. Yeah. 
and that turns you into a horny nightmare as yes. well. Like, that's that, the, those that's are the, the freaks. Yeah, those are. The, yeah, that's the, the pervert. And I feel the same way because it's like I put I like I do my podcast like I like do my drag and I write as well. It's like it's a lot of this stuff. And you know sometimes I'm like oh my like jack of all trades master of none but like that's not it's not true i'm good at all of them (laughs) i'm master of all trades i have that fear too but i think i think it might be a myth yeah like that doesn't actually make sense does it like to be to be a jill of all trades like is (laughs) i don't know if you look at bach if you look at wagner if you look at any great genius in history if you look at shakespeare he wasn't just a playwright he was an actor and a poet and a poet so no one who throughout history has only done one thing right and all of like the the great artists that you just like mentioned as well it's like what they're doing overall is the mishima thing you know bring up my mishima (laughs) (laughs) it's like they're using all of their artistic catalog and their output, like, in one vein to, like, create the art of themselves as artists. Like, Mishima, like, wrote all of his books and, like, did his filmmaking and his suicide to, like, make, like, Mishima into a piece of art. And, like, Wagner is the same way. Like, yes. his letter, like, his super manic letters, like, him being a, a horn dog and, like, cheating on his wife and, like, constantly, like, getting exiled out of germany and just endless like political drama like plus all of his writing plus his music plus like his conduction when it you puts it all together it creates wagner the piece of art incredible yes. it's all art whatever however yes. you divide it it's art whether it's a podcast or if it's drag it's the same mm-hmm. thing isn't it like when I, i'm waitressing tonight grab a busy day boots but waitressing <laughs> i'm like when i'm waitressing i'm like that's acting yeah, that's that dance. Is acting. It's performance. That's it's, it's, performance. it's performance art. It is. No, it 100% is. Yeah, Marina Abramovich, like the bartender. It's like <laughs> the bartender is present. The bartender is present, girl. And she's dancing. And she's wearing a three inch heel. And what of oh, it? Three inches. A, a chunky heel. A ch- chunky. You clocked it. You, it's chunky. I'll admit it. On the record, no, it's, it's a chunky heel. It, it, that's good for a mobile night out at the bar. I wore, like, yeah. stilettos to Nichome a few weeks ago. To oh, what? Ouch. To Nichome the gay district when I was, like, you know, out and about in my fascist armband. Oh, I think I saw those pictures. Yeah. Those were They were sickening. great pictures. You always <laughs> take great pictures, though. You're really amazing. Can I say that? I take, I actually take terrible pictures, but I only post the good ones. I, I take a so, lot yeah. and post good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so other things I want to talk about from Tristan and the Soul mm-hmm. Days. I want to talk more about the prelude, which I think is just the most fucking incredible piece of music ever. It's insane. That's this one of the... I mean, to me, a lot of a lot of the score, I'm just like, okay, like you're telling a story through music, but the music is not captivating. It's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to listen to it for fun. The prelude is insane. It's insane. The way... It just doesn't resolve. Every note, every individual note resolves, but then as a whole, it doesn't fucking resolve. It's so genius. Yeah, and it has like that apocalyptic tone to it because of the like lack of resolution. It like feels like you're like hanging on the end of something. And like in the same way that the whole opera is like kind of like this like sexual like exercise on you, like this is really like the edging like it really like feels like it feels so like erotic and deathly and it makes me like 
sad and also like, <laughs> like really like appreciative of everything going on around me like after rewatching it today when i was just like on the train i just like kept hearing it over and over again and i would like look out the window and like put a hand to my head and be like oh i'm alive and he keeps bringing it back and it mm. leaves and comes back and every time you hear it and you notice it and it's like it's just like so insane and inspiring that like a human being made this. Do you ever feel that way? No. I'm just like, yes, oh my absolutely. god, like someone did like this didn't just occur naturally. It just no. didn't it didn't appear. Like someone actually sat down and wrote this. It's Yeah, like he he extracted like all of his like views about philosophy and like how subjectivity like decides reality, like his like own you know, like fascist impulses, like and <laughs> which his, all geniuses like, have, obviously. And like then he like with his uh, you know, his libido as well. Like he extracts like stuff from every like part of his uh, impulses to like craft this perfect like assault on you, and it it makes me weepy as well. Like when I like because like this is real, and someone was able to make this. It's truly uh. perfect. Truly. This is why I love maximalism because you can't like do this to the same like degree with like minimalism no. or like, but if you can absolutely like muster all of these elements and create something like the prelude here, like that is what makes it the greatest art of all time. It's so insane. And he started, it's crazy. He started, I read also, I think it's, this is, he has like an autobiographic sketch in his, mm -hmm. the artwork of the future by Wagner. And he, so he didn't like grow up really with a rigorous training, which is so shocking to me. He like mm -hmm. sort of came, I don't want to say, I'm like so like much more like retarded than you. So I'm like hesitant no. to say things like on camera. I'm like he, oh, he did this at age 17. But like he like, he just came to it later, which I think often eccentric people who like change the game or do something different do but that's just like i don't know like someone like mozart like mozart's autism like allowed him to be oh it froze oh it's okay i can still hear you keep going can you hear me babe Hi. oh yeah i can whenever it freezes i can still hear you oh perfect okay fair so like mozart's yeah. autism as opposed to wagner's autism Mo <laughs> like mozart like grew up speaking music like it's just mm -hmm. a language to him and then wagner just coming to it later, I think is why his music is like, he was able to do something so different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And also it's inspiring as well because it's like, I also, I often do feel like um, I'm like wondering if I'm like going to miss like my prime or it's like, if I'm going to like get too old to like make meaningful art or something. I really have yes. you know, deep anxiety about that, especially with drag because like the canvas is decaying. Yes! Like, I'm, get I'm getting older. Like, I'm, like, I have, like, lines on my face now. I'm, like, 25, but the cigarettes aren't helping those go away. <laughs> so. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Girl, you need to I get some hormones. Girl, you need to boost progesterone. Girl, I don't, do I don't do drugs or alcohol. I take thyroid hormone. I take progesterone. I take estrogen. Okay, seriously. Honestly, it's, like, I think, like, <laughs> when 35 hits, it's, like, I'm going to become, like, Amanda Lepore. I love her. I love her. I do too. I think that's like my only option after like I like it run out of way. time in my boy era. I don't know. It's terrifying, right? We have the, we have very similar neuroses with the Jill of all trades and aging. 
Mm-hmm. And obesity. <laughs> yes. Another thing I <laughs> am constantly pressed about. My so corporeal good. form. Yes. But the aging thing, I don't know how to get around the aging fear. Wagner founded the Bidroids Festival when he was 40. I literally, when it, that's how like neurotic I am about aging, Like I was like annotating in the fucking book like what age he did like accomplish certain things because i also i have this thing where i'm like oh my god like i'm i'm too old like it's too late for me to learn this or to do this or to accomplish this or to like like i should have done this already you know what i mean and so it's like um to see like someone achieving later in life Uh uh-huh is like it's amazing it's, it's like okay i have it's affirming it's like i have time life is long i'm not my brain won't shut down like i don't know i worry about getting dumber especially with i do too especially with the estrogen girl but like just in the general pills. the fucking bimbo pearls but also like your fluid what is it fluid and crystal your fluid intelligence does decrease mm-hmm. your crystallized mm-hmm. can like get bigger but like that's like that's terrifying to me Absolutely. I mean, Mishima was, like, publishing novels when he was, like, 21. And Stop. It's, like, Don't tell me that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I got one story published in an online magazine when I was age 24. Like, I'm doomed. Like, Sally yes. Rooney is... Sally Rooney's a star. And, like, I just have a podcast. Hunter Schaefer oh, has no. her little euphoria show. And I'm just oh. sitting here in my dirty little room. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my oh. euphoria show? Yeah, where, literally, where is my HBO show? <laughs> literally, where's my HBO show, girl? I'm just, like, doing my little, oh. like, uh, a struggling waitress. <sighs> I'm a struggling, but you're going to be a star. It's, it's going to happen. I've already seen it. Said, my Benny Gesser powers have predicted it. I, I can see the path. That means so much to me, babe. I see it for you, too. I think you're po- podcasting as an art form. Brilliant. Bro, that's insane. You need to, you need to make Are You Mad at Me happen. That's like a, that's oh, like I your know. Philip Glass era. That's your Philip Glass era. Experimental. I I just messaged sw- Sweetie about that. I was like, when is that happening? Sweetie, okay, like, like we were serious. I know. Like <laughs> apparently he's like, oh, like I already was like scheduling it. I'm like, well then do it. Then do it. Faggots, go, faggots cannot keep plans. No, never. No, never. And I obviously no, include never. myself. <laughs> Girl, fag. Uh, before we uh. <laughs> Before we say goodbye to the the question of Wagner and our artistic life, the the one thing I wanted to talk about is like the very end yes. of the opera with the uh, Liebestol. Have you heard Jesse Norman's journey. recording? No. Girl, you have to. It's this. This is. A, you should also read this book, The Queen's Throat by Wayne Kirstenbaum. The end. Oh, I want what a what a title. What a fucking title, The Queen's Throat. He, and I know Camille Polly has read it, which is also in my bibliography, because she mentions Wagner three times in Sexual Persona. Yes, she loves him. She fucking loves him. She Um, stands. I I love Camille Polly. I can't believe I haven't run into her yet. I need to accost her on the street. But he ends the book, (laughs) The Queen's Throat, with the Liebestone, which is what ends the opera, like describing Mm -hmm. Jesse Norman's like insane, insane, insane performance. My favorite is in 1988 with the, what fucking, the London Philharmonic Orchestra. It's so insane. I can't, I literally can't listen to it without singing along. Like it just, she, it's like she's inviting me to sing with her. The power of it is incredible. Cause like the, the way it's set up is, uh, of course, Tristan is uh, 
dead for real this time. He's finally for dead for real this time. And uh, Isolde is uh, above his corpse, like embracing her own death. Like, uh, and the this is where the unfinished, like unresolved, like music of like that's been going on through this entire show. Like, after it finally climaxes here, and in, like after the four hours. It like feels like you've been like wiped the fuck out and like like left on the street. It's I. It's oh like God. it's you've been raped like in rapid. <laughs> you finally get a fucking major chord, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that kind of incredible? It's like it's when she dies that you get like the the note of positive like light and affirmation because in Wagner's view, it's like death is like the only way that you can manifest like your desired reality it's like the only way to like last like make your love last into infinity is to fucking expire so fucking genius oh my god musically it's it's one of i mean i think the prelude the love duet and the liebestod but probably i don't know which i prefer the prelude or the liebestod but it's like the the music's so insane it's so so insane Mm -hmm. um I'm just looking through the vocal score now. I love scores. The scores are so dramatic. Yes. It's their part of the your head, like when you're like reading the notes. Yeah. So that's sort of part of the training that is lost that not everyone like receives anymore. But I luckily went to a conservatory where they're very strict on ear training and like solfege and reading in all seven clefs, which Wagner was a fan of. There's, I have the Parsifal score where he writes the alto part in alto clef, which like most people can't read anymore, but which I think that's just part of like a formative comprehensive training. But like you are trained and people don't, my straight guy friends like always says, he doesn't believe this. He's like, you know, you can't like look at music and like just sing it, but like you can train yourself to do that. You can. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, wouldn't that be magical? If I feel like you would feel so powerful, like you could do anything. If like you could be able to just like sight read music like that and be able to like create it immediately like that. That feels like it's the same thing with Wagner as like creating reality like through death. It's like if you can like read music like that, it's the same thing. Yes, and it's scary and sad how like people can't really do that anymore. Like I've had gigs where like I'll, you know, we'll rehearse and record same day. You get the music, you show up. And that's it. Um, yeah. But not everyone is trained to do that, which is sad because it's not like an innate. Like I'm not just like it's not that I'm just better than everyone else. Like it's you <laughs> go through you go through like hours of training of solfege and sight singing, and clefs and score reading and figured bass and you just like you have to put in the work and people like Wagner like really did put in the work and that's why I mean that's I feel like that's why we don't have people like Wagner so much anymore. You know what I mean? Like who is, there's, we don't have, really have a Wagner of the 21st century. Composers right now are so like, I mean, the great opera composers living right now, Philip Glass, Mm -hmm. um, Sondheim. And who's the Oh, absolutely. I love Sondheim. He's opera, he like knows music. He knows music. Mm -hmm. There was, there were three, it might be Schwartz or Weber. And they're both, I mean, like, doing the musical theater idiom, but Evita is an opera. I Absolutely. Fucking, I fucking love Evita. I think it's so genius. So genius. Oh, my God. Patty, look I what I love I do, too. Evita slays. 
And Madonna in Evita as well is also incredible. It's like one of the nutsiest casting of all time. And I just, I think it's so heinous and bogus. Like, it feels like so, like, so inappropriate the whole time. I just love the commitment to it. It's camp, for sure. But she changed the keys. She changed the keys, girl. She lowered the keys. Madonna's never been... always says that. She's she's never been you know the singer. No, like, she's not. I'm, I'm not go- she's a performer. She is a performer, and I mean she's a, a great artist, and she's can use her voice in yeah. fascinating ways. Is she a great singer? N- no. No. But also, that's fine. neither was. What do you think about like I was when we were watching this 1983 uh, production that I like sourced mm-hmm. off of YouTube? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought both of the. The uh, singers were like ugly and like kind of fat, and I, was, I like, also <laughs> thought, yes, I was like, you have to wire. Like, I didn't love the singing. I'll say I didn't it. love it either. So I was like, okay, because like, they're not like the most talented. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure they're very talented, but it was just, it's like, okay, so what are we gonna do? Because it's like we need people to be either really good to like make up for them being like kind of ugly, mm-hmm. or they have to be really hot yes. and like, or both. But it seems to. Yeah, hopefully both, right? Like Maria Callas. This is why. This is where you come into the picture. <laughs> oh, thank you. This, yeah, this no, is my. This is my. I don't want to look at any more uglies playing either of these parts. You can't be an ugly Zolta. How? You can't be an ugly well, Zolomon. You can't be an ugly Mimi. You can't be an old ugly Mimi. No. These old operas so funny because you will have these old old people because no one young can sing, um, doing these roles for like young people. It's the, I don't, I mean, no other art form, like, is really like that, where the musical requirements let you sort of, like, be loose with the physical acting requirements. And mm-hmm. a lot of opera and singers I, can't act. Well, I mean, it, oh, I, I noticed that in this production <laughs> as well. The, the woman kept making this dog face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just, like, it's acting. It's drama. Wagner was a dramatist. Yes, and he didn't even view this as an opera, like I said. He, like, viewed yeah. it as, like, a dramatic piece, like a gesture. You can't just be a good singer. No. But the, that's a, the trouble with, like, committing so perfectly to your own vision and assaulting it on the world. Is like, is the world going to be able to like, keep up? Are they going to be able no, to produce? it's like, almost impossible. Yeah, it feels almost like you can't even perform this opera successfully at all. Yes, no that's... matter who's there. Exactly, exactly. And even in his time, people said that. People were like, this was unperformable. But I think that's true of a lot of geniuses. They said that about Stravinsky. Mm-hmm. They said that about me. Of course. Because <laughs> I, like, when, I, when I write music, usually it's like, well, it's also just like, I'm like, like I'm like just play it and they're like it's not possible and I'm like we'll do it like figure it out make it happen make, make it, it happen that's make not my it job work <laughs> make it work and make it fierce yeah well I love that it's like <laughs> I just love that at one point in history we had someone who is just such a fucking giga chat that he's, yes! like, he's just gonna make like this music that's unperformable to anyone who's less than the most yes. high point of genius and i mean culture is so dead i mean language is so abstracted like music is so backwards bent now it's like it, mm. i don't know if there's like any medium where people could create something at like this level anymore mm. it's not podcasting yeah. i don't think no it's like, <laughs> it might be podcasting um 
Yeah, I mean the, the Wagnerian podcast. The Wagnerian podcaster. I see it for you, Chichi. I see it. You are the new Wagner. But no, that's that's something I think about a lot about the. I mean, people like who is, we who is Wagner today? Who's Shakespeare? Who's Bach? Who's Mozart? Who's Camille Paglia other than Camille Paglia? Who is? And she's gonna die one day. She's gonna die very soon. soon. Relatively soon. No. Hopefully I'll meet her first and have her sign my copy of Sexual Persona because I'm in love with and obsessed with her. If I were to marry a woman, it would be like a Camille Paglia, a Friendly Woods, or a Dasha Nick. Dasha. Yeah. <laughs> You've met her. That's so sickening. Her episode of I'm So Popular is my favorite. I love that episode. So I think good. it's really special. Yeah. So something like strange and magical happened in there where like it kind of like prefigured a lot of like the themes of the show without like anyone really trying. And uh, I don't know. It like feels like this black void that it was like recorded in. And it's like one like shimmering little light. And I keep like um, desperately name searching on the internet. Cause I love, I love to read anything people think about my show. I, I will eat it up. I love to hear what anyone thinks about anything. Really? I was so, like doing this. I was so nervous to do this. Cause I was like, I don't like, I don't want people to, I don't know. That's just like that's like crazy and scary. The only time people have commented on my guests, like re- like really like in detail or anything, was of course like Jack because everyone uh, is fucking super- hates. Jack. Okay, you know what? Jack is Wagner. <laughs> oh. Jack Jack is absolutely the Wagner of Twitter because he tweets so fucking well that people can't keep up. I see that. No, I see that. There yes. we go. We, we got okay. We got we got a Wagner of Twitter. <laughs> of Twitter. That can, Twitter is an art form. It's an opera. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one yet. Wait, what were you saying about name searching though? The worst one oh, yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was I saying about name searching? I was uh, oh yeah. Someone said that the episode like made them like really like pulverized and depressed and sad on Reddit. They were like, "This is the most like depressing thing I've ever heard." It's so bleak, and I was like. Oh, I didn't even read it that way, but now I kind of see no. it, and I love that. Interesting. I'll have to re-listen. I didn't get that either. Depressing. I didn't either. So I re-listened to it. I was like, oh, I can kind of see it now, but it's like, um, no, I, I just, uh, I, I love that episode. It was uh, like perfect, like narrative synchronicity, and I, I love Dasha too. Wow. Mm. And now you're. <laughs> <laughs> and now I joined the pantheon. Yeah, now you're in the Pantheon, um, which is, you know, my continuing story and, like, me, like, processing my reality and trying to find something to make life beautiful and reshape my reality, like, Tristan and Desolde, and then I can't wait to die. <laughs> now you're, you're one of the characters in, in that drama I'm forward. I'm so upset. I'm upset. Thank you so much. Thank you.